Welcome to Where Does Food, the food history podcast where, you know, we tell you about the history of food. I'm Elle. And I'm your host, Tim. Oh, yeah, buddy. Wow. We're drinking tonight. What a satisfying. It's not a bonus episode either, huh? Yeah, we're both drinking this evening, which is perfect because, Tim, tonight we're talking about sparkling wine. It's fucking sparkling wine. And incredibly, neither of us are drinking sparkling wine. But we're talking about sparkling wine this evening. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, none of us are drinking sparkling wine. Why would we do that? And that's okay. I mean, Tim, are, are do you like wine? Oh, I love wine. Do you like champagne? I do like champagne. I'm a big fan. That was a good answer. Listen, big fan of champagne, big fan of sparkling wine. Big fan. You know what I mean? A little, little bit of Prosecco goes a long way with me, you know? I love both of the items. I am a champagne gal. Give me a good mimosa. Uh, also, yes. also, let me say that like, if you don't like wine or champagne or, or sparkling wine- It's okay. Champagne comes from a specific region. Um, it's not okay, okay? Oh. You know me. I, I don't <laughs> allow people to have different opinions. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're just kidding. <laughs> No, it it is fine. But I will say, like, buddy, like most wines are like thirteen plus percent. Like it's a pretty good way to it's get It's a pretty good shitty. investment. So like, <laughs> like I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe give it a chance. Hey, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I want to note the Pern wine expert, Tom Stevenson, a bottle of sparkling can produce two hundred and fifty million bubbles. So, Tim, out of two hundred and fifty 50, because we'll just keep it simple here. Um, how would you rate sparkling wine? Bubbles. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna add the million. I don't want you to simplify this. This is a big <laughs> range, okay? <laughs> 250, out of 250 million. Uh, 250 million. L, you had the chance to take the top like ranking system in probably forever in the history of where does food and going forward. I don't think we'll ever go above 250 million. You never know. You never know. Two fifty. I mean, I, um, to be fair, two fifty million is kind of absurd, but it's because it's little tiny, tiny bubbles. So yes, the scale. But I'm gonna keep it at two fifty million because I want you to have that record that will never be broken. I'm pretty sure I hold the previous record with like Taco Bell chains. I <laughs> yeah, think it was absurd. the top. No, that was your episode. I think you have both. I think you had the Taco Bell chain. Either way. Um. Yeah. Either way, there's a lot of themes in my episode. Uh, two. Yeah. Two hundred fifty million. Uh. How does two hundred fifty million? Where did I put sparkling wine? Yo, this one's tough, man. That's a tough one. I like. I. I'm gonna go one hundred fifty mil. That's solid. Right. That's a pretty solid. Because because when I think about drinking, it's a good one, right? Like when I think about drinking, I mean beer first and foremost. Margaritas <laughs> are like second. And then it's yes. tequila third. Yeah. <laughs> Straight tequila third. And then it's whiskey fourth. And I feel like I feel like wine, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw sparkling wine in that discussion because when I'm in a wine mood, I'm in a I'm in all of it. I'm in all the wine mood. White, oh, red, sparkling, okay. not. You know what I mean? When I'm in the mood for wine, I'm very much like I don't really necessarily care about what type of wine I'm down to drink some wine. So yeah, a one fifty mil. For that specific reasoning that it's, you know, it's not my top choice of alcohol. It's not even my second or third or my fourth. It's my fifth choice of alcohol. <laughs> but 
There's a lot of alcohol. Um, and for it to be fifth is pretty fucking As I said, that's a so. pretty solid place to be at, considering. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take, again, 150. L, ask, ask me where vodka's at. Tim, where's vodka at? Bottom of the barrel, baby. That shit go fucking, you can pour it down the gutter. Unbelievable. <laughs> Except for Deep Eddie's. You can give me some Deep Eddie's. No. I'll fuck that shit up. Deep Eddie's is so good. Yeah, you introduced it at the lemonade flavor. Man, oh, can't go back. man. Everybody I've ever told about Deep Eddie's lemonade vodka, like over the rocks, every Everybody that I've ever told anybody that about, they head over heels for it because I'm like that shit. I mean, it tastes like a fucking lemon drop shot. I, like it, it, it's genuinely, it's it's so drinkable. It's so good. It's unreal. If you took uh, that Deep Eddie's lemon vodka, no free shout outs, but Deep Eddie's lemon free vodka, lemon vodka, and then you did some <laughs> like lemon lime no seltzer free water, shout-outs. lemon lime seltzer Just water, shouting out company after company after every company. episode. <laughs> 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 them we practically live in mcdonald's baby let's go do you all need people to try your secret menu tim and i are available <laughs> please let us know but yes i but i agree like uh the the lemon deep eddies with uh any fucking like seltzer almost you know what i mean like, so good man Throw a little bit of juice yeah. in there yeah so that's we're not talking yeah. about that but we could probably do a whole we are you're doing a podcast so. <laughs> no, but yeah. um i do want to preface before we get into this episode that there are a lot of Italian and French words. And I have practiced. I think I still sound Don't you like a Southern <laughs> person trying to say these words. So I just want to go ahead and put this preface right now. And I apologize just up front. No. Because this no is usually way. something that we say after the fact. But I'm like, no, nah, let me get ahead of this. There's a lot. There's a lot in here, Tim. I was... I was, I was researching this Wait. and I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like more than mayo? <laughs> like I think mayo is the most have, French episode we've I ever done. I have very contentious with the... <laughs> French language and learning to love it okay. again. So yeah, well, it's I'm the getting... language of love. So <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day. Okay. <clears throat> Anyways, all right, folks. Like Tim and I, grab yourself a glass, pour yourself some sparkling wine or a drink of choice or water, whatever you want, um, and let's have a little chat, shall we? Let's gather around. Let's gather. Let's around. do it. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about. Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes. Is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay. So first things first, wine. Let's talk about what wine is. So wine's an alcoholic beverage. It's usually made with grapes, with other other fruits as well, but grapes is the main juice that you're getting to make wine. Um, Yeast consumes the sugar in the grapes. It converts it to ethanol. Yes, ethanol that type of ethanol and carbon dioxide which then releases heat that helps process uh the actual wine wine making so uh, wait 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 l yeah did you just jump did you just jump into a science time without me fucking cueing you for a science time it's a light it's like a it's like an app of science you know what i'm saying i i wouldn't give it the full science intro i just wouldn't not yet no no, no. i wouldn't i wouldn't okay i appreciate well, that you fucking you fucking let me know I will. when we get full there science might be more because i'll fucking I'll hit the note. I, like that felt like a science. You might have to add that in post, me, but... man. You might have to... <laughs> <laughs> I 
might be a post edit. No, um, <laughs> there's, there's, I wouldn't, because again, I have themes in my episode. I don't know if I have more science time, but I definitely have more uh, political time. Oh, fuck. Yeah. We get to add a new segment. Yeah, we might, we might need to. Watch out, Hassan Masnaj. Yeah. yeah, so. Because the last political time like in essence was falafel i think yeah because uh, contentious and uh oh my gosh what's it i'm we love it it's from canada poutine yeah yeah but, poutine was a little political too very politically contentious. maybe 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 political time will have to end up being a segment um but you just let me know and if there's a science time coming up i will so. i will i really feel like that might have been it though but we'll find out Ah, <sighs> i know again post okay um science time with them <laughs> science time <laughs> so just to also sprinkle on or jimmy on because haha from previous Ah, episodes ah, ah, um so different listen to ice cream if you want to understand that fucking reference (laughs) so different varieties of grapes and strains of yeast are going to be the two major factors that play into the different types of styles of wine I didn't actually deep dive into that we kind of talk about it a little bit later but like anything right so let me let me ask you do do you read like descriptions of wines? I 100% read descriptions of wines. Tim, do you? You when yeah, yeah, when it's like it's like hints of plum and cocoa yes. and like drops of bird feces. You know what I mean when it's like it's you know it's being poetic. It's like waxing poetic about what it is. Yes. Um, and it's phenomenal that none of that's in there. None of it. It's weird. It's all great. It's so weird. You know what I mean? It's just all grapes. It's all great. So funny. Thank you for that, Tim. I'm glad you made that point because it actually kind of, oddly enough, ties us to our next point of each country has a different standard of wine and what they consider what wine is. Also, kind of get a little bit Are into that more. Again, yeah, it's very contentious. There's, it's like pizza. Wow. Oh shit. Yeah. You okay, Tim? Oh, you're gonna shit. love it. You're gonna love it. Um. Yeah, I'm into it. So geopolitics. Here we go. <laughs> Haven't got enough of that this hey. year. Hey. <laughs> Let's jimmy it on, boys. Okay. Um, again, slight appetizer of science time. The sparkling wine is a wine that has significant, obviously, levels of carbon dioxide, and that's obviously what makes it fizzy. Normally, we refer to fizzy drinks as champagne, but the European Union legally reserves that right for products that were exclusively pro- produced in the Champagne region of France. Yes. So that is and a- everyone, I, I feel like so many people know that too, right? Where it's like, it's like, it's not technically champagne if it's not from the Champagne region you know what i mean like maybe that's just me i was about to say th- yeah that was fantastic tim i i think people have heard about that but it's like it sounds so yeah. pretentious that you're like that's that's not true and then you i you know i did the research oh. and i'm like no that's true oh, that's 100 percent true and it's like obviously oh, yeah. it's pretentious we've got a little bit of the french involved kind of we're talking so yeah we're talking about champagne yeah of course, of course. it's pretentious it's a little pretentious so yeah a lot pretentious. So, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm like, yeah, the European Union got in on it, and they're like, no, 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 no. Like I said, it's like the pizza thing. The standards. Yeah. So, talking about what types of wine. So, it's usually white or a rosé, but you've got red sparkling mm-hmm. wines, and then you have, here we go, the Italian Brachetto, Bernardo, and then Brusco. That was fun. Along with the Italian Shiraz. Wow. Fucking Italian in front of me over here. <laughs> I watched one Anthony Bourdain. Up- no, I'm just kidding. L, your last name's Grody. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> no, it's so funny you fucking said that, though, because I just had that conversation with someone literally yesterday about, because I talk with my hands a lot, so then people hear the I in my last name, and they're like, oh, so you're obviously Italian. I'm like, that's rude, A. And B, no. 
<laughs> you so, do talk with your hands a lot. Holy shit, that's amazing. <laughs> I never noticed that. That's the most Italian-American thing about you. And they're like, oh, <laughs> and I like pizza. So, like, obviously all of these things mean. And I'm like, I guess. I'm like, again, that's not, this is kind of rude, but. Yeah, Elk uh, quotes uh, The Sopranos just constantly. Constantly. Gabagool. I, I have multiple track velour tracksuits that I wear. That's that's my day-to-day <laughs> outfits. That's good, man. Fuck, I never even thought of that. That's great. Yeah, right, well. Sh- shout out to those people that brought that up. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm glad we could enjoy that. So, uh, anywho, and also something that I learned because I never took the time to realize because I just was like, words. There's there's three different types of level of sweetness that you can have to your champagnes and your sparkling wines. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was leveled. Yeah, I thought it was just like I thought it just varied. You know what I mean? It's like yes, there are champagnes <laughs> that are sweeter. There are champagnes that are drier. No, I thought that too. I just you know what I mean? I didn't realize there was levels. There's though. levels, and it, it okay. I'm about to blow your mind. I blew my own mind. So th- again, there's three of them. So we shouldn't be able to remember them when you next time you go to the store. So. A brute zero or natural that has fewer than three grams of sh- of sugar per liter. Dry as fuck. Dry as fuck. <laughs> That's not my personal preference. Just dry as hell. I'm not gonna go for the for the brute zero or natural. That sounds not fun. Then you have extra brute, which is fewer than mm. six grams of sugar per liter. So still not that many more grams of sugar per liter. Again, not my go to, but if I've had I. I've had some extra brutes, okay. and I don't mind them. Okay, right. Because to my next point, I don't mind extra brute if brute is not available. <laughs> because yeah. I, I didn't- Which is the sweetest? The sweetest. And again, I didn't know this. And then now that I, I like proactively learned this scale, I'm like, this makes more sense that my taste buds like that more. Um, so a brute yeah. will have fewer than 12 grams of sugar. So nearly twice of a extra brute. Um, of sugar per liter. Damn. Brute's the way to go, personally. And if I can't have a brute, then I'm going to go with extra brute. And then if I can't have either of those, I'm just going to go not have champagne. With like another fucking... Yeah. Yeah, with another fucking... Completely different alcohol. I'm not even going to even say yeah, in the realm complete, of... Not even another wine. Yeah. Just a different alcohol. Just completely different, like, liquor of some sort. So, that's do you, the sugar do you like Do you like rosés? I will have rosés. I'm not a big... I'm not a big... Like pink or red gal for some reason. I never have. Never have been. That. I'm not a rose person, yeah. but I am definitely a red person. I think I've said it on the podcast. Maybe I haven't. Uh, I'm definitely a Pinot Noir guy. I'm a Pinot huge guy. Pinot Noir guy. Well, Pinot Noir specifically because Pinot Grigio is the white, the white one, version. But Pinot Noir, yeah. Isn't uh, Pinot Grigio just like, I don't even say really, it's just like really sweet or am I feel not like remembering is. correctly? I, well, I think it's probably, it probably ranges, right? You know what I mean? That's just Probably. how wine goes. But but I, I for me, Pinot Noirs feel like they're on the sweeter side for reds, but they still hold a bit of dryness that I like. So I'm I'm yeah, a bigger it's always fan bitter. of Yeah, I'm a bigger fan of Pinot Noirs. Um, as far as reds go. That's interesting, Tim, that you brought that up. I inherently don't really care for love- reds because they're so bitter, but I'll drink like black coffee. That can be bitter. So anyway, maybe different flavor profiles. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, a lot of people say a lot of people like caps that I know. Like Cabernets, um, that's kind of in between there, right? Like as far as flavor profiles go. Yeah, cabs are fine, uh, but I tend to lean towards the Pinot Noirs more so. Either way. Either way. So kind of going with that in the realm of sparkliness. So 
let's talk about the utilities of the bubbles themselves. Not only are they like, oh, fun, bubbles. They add the extra pop to the taste themselves, but they actually speed up alcohol intoxication by helping the alcohol reach the bloodstream faster. Which is, it's that proven. Like, I, yeah, I think, I, I mean, you know, <clears throat> yes. Fucking A, that's another science time. Are you kidding me? I said, I said they're sprinkled in there because they're not full science. Because you could, we have full science segments. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm also not mad yeah, if you want to just like, like a, you know, maybe we can make another sound effect. How are you feeling? Just, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll tinker with it. It's like 10 we seconds. We should stop of talking the... about, we should stop talking about editing during the record. That way, when it doesn't happen, people aren't disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Remind them of that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Okay. Tim didn't add a fucking laugh track, and he said he was gonna. That was fun. No, I really enjoyed that. Okay. Um. So yeah, they make you they make you drunker faster, which is great. So it's like yeah. It, I think also the fact that fourteen like percent. It's exactly it's fucking... a lethal combo. Very right, high alcohol percentage. But that's the thing. That's well, that's the thing is like they drink like a fucking beer. Yes. But they're way higher yes. in percentage typically like i mean i'm drinking like a 10 percenter tonight but like most of the time <laughs> you're not drinking that no high of a percentage of beer it's usually like fucking five percenter so it's like the idea that like something drinks like beer but it <laughs> triples the fucking dude alcohol that's what content. i'm saying like i'm surprised we just don't get fucking those five dollar bottles of champagne and call it a day because it's like you get one of those bad boys you and your you and your friend and you guys are good i mean good for the entire night yeah well they also taste like shit that's well that's why, why you, you, you gotta you know put a bunch of juice or something in there or just listen not sparkling but shout out to boone's farm <laughs> no free shout outs shout if outs. you don't know what boone's farm is you do know what boone farms is uh it's literally go down the wine uh, aisle and it's the really bright colored ones okay the blues the the purples the reds the it's insane i didn't know that okay that they that they that they sell it as an alcohol. I it's wild. I didn't know that existed, so now I'm gonna have to figure that out next time. There's I like gr- gr- there's like green ones. I don't know. Yeah. What? It's okay. Boone's Farm. Boone's baby. Farm. Let's go. Okay. No free shot. Let's go. Cheap alcohol for the dubs. <laughs> kind of to your point, Tim. There's levels to getting drunk. With that, the sparkling <laughs> quality the wines get from the carbon monoxide. So here's the sparkling quality situation. Um, they could either come okay. from natural fermentation, so either in a yes. bottle. Or a more traditional method, which has the wine in a large tank that can withstand the pressure involved. Or they just inject the carbon dioxide into the bottles, which isn't as fun. But right. that's, I mean, pretty standard practice. Right. Um, yeah. And listen, if you're doing natural carbonation, it's going to be very light. Like, it's going to be thin bubbles. You know what I mean? It's not going to be hard. Have you ever had Topo Chico? I water. fucking love Topo Chico. Yeah, so big Topo Chico fans here on the podcast. Big, Welcome to Where Does Food, big fans, the big podcast fans. about about Topo Chico. <laughs> so Topo Chico actually comes from a spring in Mexico that is naturally carbonated, but they add extra carbonation, and that's what makes Topo Chico so goddamn fucking crisp. Incredible. It's, okay. It boy, listen, it's spicy. Okay. <laughs> Like it's so good. The man. shit is spicy. But like, if you were to get something, I don't want to say Lacroix, but maybe, maybe Lacroix is a good. Depends maybe, on what I flavor. Mean, I'm sure Lacroix. I'm, I'm well. I'm sure, and not even flavor. I'm sure Lacroix like injects their own. But like Lacroix's lighter bubbles. It's thinner. You know what I mean? It's not as like. It's not as 
crisp of a of a of a bubble you know what i mean um especially in comparison to topo chico am i am i the only one that compares like bubbles of like no. sodas and like i think that's spritzers and shit uh, because there's there's difference i get it like natural like natural like if you were to get a natural one it would be very thin bubbles it just wouldn't be like you know it would be more in the kombucha range i'm glad you're i'm trying to no i'm trying to give people a point of reference you okay tim because you're you're <laughs> Man, you're so close here. The levels of carbon dioxide that are in sparkling wine, and I imagine there's probably a somewhat similar scale for things like carbonated beverages, if not the same scale. Mm-hmm. So BD, you, the BD level of carbon dioxide, that means that there's less than 15 PSI of pressure. Right. Semi-sparkling is 15 to, tw- to 36 PSI of pressure. And then sparkling, which is above 44 PSI of pressure. Okay. So... Yeah. McDonald's yeah, Sprite is probably sure get, like 100 PSI. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you get to that 44 is, is you got to inject your own. Like, I don't think that's natural. No. Occurring. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, it's like you said. So it's like. I'll co- Listen, I'll go on the record and say I think Topo Chico is probably the crispest drink it is. you can buy. Like out of the bottle without pouring it. You know what so, I mean? Like if you yeah. pop the bottle. A chill Topo insane. Chico. It tastes. Okay. It's fucking insane because here's my thing i love carbonated beverage or uh sodas and i that's you can't just keep drinking sodas it's like not cool so sparkling water is something that kind of replaces that that craving yeah. for me and so yeah. topo chico matches that carbonation level for me so yes absolutely like it hits and so it's like wow this is this is good like i feel s- yeah. satisfied like i said it's got a little bit of a burn on it. it's nice though it's nice yeah no it's good it's and it's like it's, it's crisp good. and Rec- i mean it's naturally already bubbly and then uh, yeah to your point i think they have to definitely add extra bubbles oh, they... to withstand the the travel but man 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah it's good so that's yeah those are the levels of psi that go into your okay your carbonated beverages but more so your sparkling wines um like all great compru- contributions to our culinary adventure here. Tim, where do you think we're going right now? Fucking Rome or Greece? We're going to both, baby. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Okay, so naturally, um, we can't exactly nail down who came up with sparkling wine, but we can say it was noted in writings done by the Greeks and the Romans. So by this measure, we can say it's at least been around for a while. That's all I got. Yeah. yeah I. Do you have, do you have, do you have like, time the okay yes and no well i mean literally all you have to say is ancient rome or greece and then we have like a time frame because we've talked about it before so yeah we'll get to the more of the timeline but but rome rome is where we would start out okay and then okay greece understood yeah um so initially the spark we're talking we're talking like fourth century baby let's go (laughs) They were having a great, they were like, they were making wine and making pies that they didn't know were pies. Like they were just having a good time. Dude, they were making, they were making everything. Like they were cultivating oysters. They were making wine. They were making toast. They were making pies, buddy. And they, had they were making the first rendition of a burger. They were doing <laughs> it all. They were doing it all. The Romans have done it all. They fucked with mustard. They have done it all. How could you forget? Yes, mustard. <laughs> like, I forgot mustard. Yeah, it's a good episode. <laughs> we're getting to the point where we're like self-referential. <laughs> so, How? Look at us, man. That's pretty. What a what a flex, honestly. So initially, the sparkling wine was referred to as the devil's wine since people didn't understand Ooh. how fermentation worked and how combustible the bottles were. So this is fun. Uh, oh, the monk Dom Perignon. Yes, that Dom. 
The Dom Perignon. Yes, that guy. Nice. Yeah. He was initially tasked to get rid of all the 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 bubbles in the bottles. He was there like, hey, yo, Dom, can you get rid of it? We don't want the bubbly shit. We don't want this. So wine cellar workers in the 18th century were wearing iron-like catcher masks to protect themselves from potential explosions of the glass bottles. This was some serious business news, and they didn't have insurance back in the day, bro. Like, that wasn't even a thing. Like, yeah. so they're like, here's a here's the mask from Leonardo DiCaprio's movie. Um, yeah. Here you go. Good luck. <laughs> Hope you can do this. So What a fucking reference. <laughs> Okay, keep going, yeah. So, yeah, speaking of, um, so a wild twist in the story actually involves the British, because, of course, why wouldn't it involve the British? During the 17th century, winemaking in Britain really stepped their game up. Um, they were the first to really recognize how good sparkling wine could be. Um, this mostly stemmed from an issue where the wine uh, would be shipped from them during the colder months. The fermentation process would stop until it would get warm again, and it would release the yeast and the sugar. The cork stopped wine. Corks are from the Romans, by the way. If you guys are wondering like, why you guys have cork, it's because of the Romans. Jesus Christ, Yeah, uh, The cork stopped wine. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the cor- That's ridiculous. The ridiculous Romans, man. Uh, so the wine would build CO2 pressure, so when it would open, it would be bubbly. So we can, this is where it gets weird because this is where we could potentially infer that the British were producing sparkling wine before the French were considering even making it. I, I, don't, I don't believe but it. But I don't believe it because yeah, the, you can't trust the you British can't trust to the give bit, you yeah. historical information. That's, Are you fucking kidding me? I was going to say it. Well, I was going to say it and then Tim ended up saying it. But yeah, I don't necessarily trust yeah. uh, the colonizers of the world to give us accurate descriptions of if they made I'm, sparkling wine listen, or not. I, I'm just I'm just saying the British also convinced the world for a long time that Vikings were like savages and gross, dirty people, even though they were like way cleaner, treated their women better, and they were like awesome. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, yeah. So the Brits are, are claiming that again. I question that. I don't necessarily believe it, but you know, case or sera. Listen, as food historians, we like to interject our uh, our uh, PhD opinion. <laughs> Obviously, I don't have a PhD. I don't have a PhD. Either. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> couple of Nunya businesses talking about fucking couple Nunya businesses Inc. Okay, so um, not only are good ingredients <laughs> important when making wine, the process also matters as well. So let's talk about the processes of how to make wine, or I guess the more prominent ways that you would prepare the sparkling wine. Um, the recordus olden method. Yes, you need Lucille Ball. That's the first <laughs> thing you need. Is you need Lucille Ball to get her fucking feet in that little fucking wine. Her and uh, uh, Doris. Grape, what was her name? That, I don't. Ethel. Know, dude, I don't watch. I love Lucy. <laughs> Bro, so good. The fuck. Anyway. Yeah, I mean it's fine. It's fine. I respect Lucy Ball either way. Either way, but yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna get into a tiff about how much I haven't watched Lucy Ball. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, we'll get them in there and we'll we'll take care of that. So, uh, the recorded oldest method of producing wine is the ancestral method, and it took place in 1531. Okay, so there's seven different methods of of wine making. Okay, pretty standard. So we've got the traditional way. It's the classic way, but it's not the oldest. So that's kind of the method that you were all kind of familiar with and then we have the ancestral way this is the oldest method and this one was made by monks in the monastery of saint hilaire it's determined by location and weather um and then this one uses an interruption method fermentation so fermentation is interrupted by the act of bottling so we're stopping the process yeah 
And then you have this intermission period where the primary fermentation process is completed to dryness, which allows the wine to be settled. And then the juice is added and then the bottle um, with the second juice needing to be fermented in the bottle. And apparently this is one of the best ways to make wine. Okay. So you're taking stuff out, taking stuff up in, letting it chill, putting some more stuff in, right. and letting it just do its new thing. Which makes sense. You're injecting it, yeah. like letting the process happen, and then you're saying new flavor, and that's just redoing the process over again. So that makes sense. Yeah, right. Gives it just more dynamic flavor. Right. So then we have the transfer method. Um, wines from New Zealand and Australia usually use this method. This uses the second process of fermentation to bubble the wine. There was a, a doisy. Couldn't really find much information information on that process as well um the charmat which is wine is mixed in a stainless steel pressure tank with sugar and yeast and then the fermentation process happens in a closed co2 system or in a closed system so the co2 cannot directly escape and dissolve in the wine this method is actually used in the u.s italy and germany okay then there's a continuous method and then the soda method which is just adding co2 via carbonator which is how your sodas get carbonated yeah yeah so that's those are all the methods of the carbonation and then you have different types of wine. So the different types of wine, the U.S. is a major producer of sparkling wines as there are a number of producers in multiple states. The U.K. has also restarted production of sparkling wine as well. So, Tim, what percentage do you think champagne is responsible for when it comes to sparkling wine production? Oh, like fucking 5%. Ooh, that is, okay, that's close. Champagne is responsible for roughly 8% of worldwide sparkling wine production. Abs- absolutely. That was close, yeah. It, like, something being, like, right. Like, that's where that fact comes in, right? It's like, we call things champagne, but in reality, it's like, champagne is so niche. Yep. In reality... Like sparkling wine has just grown past the name it. champagne. It's just it's sparkling wine. Like if you make wine and you want it to be sparkling, you fucking do what you have to do to make it that, and it doesn't have to be fucking champagne. Got it. Absolutely. Hell yeah. So now with that, we're going into the different types of wine. So we've got the Cremant. These sparkling wines were originally named because their lower CO2 levels yield a more creamy rather than fizzy mouthfeel. So again, that low carbonation, that low carbonated. So you've got that kind of a smoother taste, um, not as yep. that bite when you when you get that first drink. French law states that the Cremant must be harvested by hand and that the wine must be aged at least one year. So okay, then I want to <laughs> to clarify who made that. It's the AOC and not the one from the United States. It's the French Appellation des Origines Controlly, and they provide the letter of authenticity from certain regions. Again, the same idea as pizza. There's this these groups people, and they're like, these are the standards for our wine. Either follow them or you don't. And if you do, it will be considered sparkling wine. Wild. Wow. Wild. Wow. We have a fucking wine unit. Absolutely. Going around judging wine. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's not- Are you a fucking wine? <laughs> hey, who do you know here, wine? No. So then we have the cava, which is a Spanish white or pink sparkling wine produced mostly in Catalonia. I would actually try this this wine. I think the pink wine of this. Absolutely. Um, it's a Greek term that was used to refer to a high-end table or wine cellar, and it comes from the Latin word cava, which means cave. So caves were used in the early days of production to help preserve the wine. It makes sense. Underground, cool, no mm-hmm. surge of sunlight, yep. right? Makes sense. The sparkling wine of cava was created by Josep Raventenios in 1872. It must be made via the traditional method for it to be considered a cava wine. The Italian sparkling wine, which is what you guys know as Prosecco and Moscato, 
Um, they actually have a lower in alcohol levels, and they're a hell of a lot sweeter. So that's also a type yeah, of common wine. Then you have a German sparkling wine, which is also known as a sect. Um, so 95% of the wine is produced via the Charmat method. And then, Tim, to your point, it's got a minimum 10% alcohol, and it's got about 45, 44 PSI in the bottle. So it's got kind of a, it's got a bite and it's gonna get you pretty lit. Around 90% of sect is made from imported Italian, Spanish, and French wines. Which is very interesting. Look at Germany. <laughs> um, production of this wine dates back to 1826. I'm gonna make a World War II joke, but I decided against it. Um, the Ukrainian sparkling wine shares something with the French. It's a lo- its location is just around, this is really cool, around the 46th parallel north which apparently is a really great place to make wine. It's like the Humboldt County of wine. And then we've got the American sparkling wine. So this is, this is okay, this is where I got you here. We've got our boy Andre, aka E&J Gallo. So it was founded in 1933 in Modesto, California. Then you have Barefoot Wine, which I'm sure you guys have seen that label everywhere in the grocery. It's literally a, a a barefoot um yeah (laughs) yeah, right you've got oh shit tim you're gonna love this we've got carlo rossi and then you've got boone's farm which is an apple wine yeah let's go let's go and then you've got um that's all so that's all under the andre umbrella your boy andre is going ham and then we've got yeah. Corbell, which I'm sure you guys have also seen. That's a very prominent band out in the grocery. You can literally go get it in like your local Kroger grocery or whatever. Um, so this is from Simone, California. 1892, the Corbell brothers, who immigrated from the Czech Republic in 1852, produced the first batches of the sparkling wine. So that right there is a pretty, a, a sum of all the wines and what type of wine comes from where and... Yeah, Tim, that's one. So are are you are you feeling buzzed? Are you buzzing from the bubbles in your bloodstream right now, bro? How are you feeling? What's your rating? You're still at one fifty? Thoughts? Questions, comments, concerns? Oh man. Wow. First of all, the first question, am I buzzed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Borderline drunk. I can't feel at my feet. Point. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Same. <laughs> the beers I have, they're stout. <laughs> I've had two. I'm drunk. <laughs> Yo, I'm drunk. Listen. That is fantastic. I let you kind of speak because I felt like I was I was interrupting you a lot in this episode <laughs> to to make like jabs and jokes. Um, so I wanted you to be able to like actually just lay out your information and let you go. Uh, fantastic, fantastic. There's so much going on. So many different sparkling wines. So many different regions. I it's phenomenal. I love the the geo like cultural dynamic of it all it's incredible i'm going up to a full 200 mil yes okay absolutely on this bad boy i think that you know what i'll go 210 mil 210 on this bad boy uh, yes. i think it's great sparkling wine phenomenal love to know that prosecco uh is uh from a specific region and that I enjoy it because it is sweeter and it does have a quite a bite. I think Prosecco's great for that. And the fact that, yeah, you know, it's, it's rocking that fucking little, you know, it's close to that 10 percenter, you know? Yes. <laughs> like it's a little stouter, uh, even though it's, it drinks like fucking juice. So, <laughs> so those are the best kinds no, personally. Man. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Dude. Yeah. What a fucking great ordeal. Sparkling wine. Who knew? Who knew? That it had so much 
That is so much going on. I didn't. I'm impressed. Man, is that the end of Man, the Man, that's podcast? the end of the pod. You're going to have to go drunkenly into our outro. Holy shit. Welcome to the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is Where Does Food. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us at wheredoesfood.com. That's right. We have a website. Yeah. On that website, you can see a little blurb about why we do what we do. You can also find all of our episodes Um past bonus episodes season one season this is season two finale holy, holy shit, shit that's incredible yeah season one season two you know we uh we've done it we've put it up guys you can also check us out on twitter at where does food Please. um that's the actual like handle for the twitter page you can find me at tim we hunt you can find l at l chapo with three underscores in between there thank you yeah, three underscores, one P, you know, the whole thing. It's uh you can find it. I'll this I'll tell you what, you look at the description and you can find it. There it is. That's so much easier, Tim. There it there is. You go. Yeah, whole description. Just click on it, boom, boom, boom. There you go. You can find it. Guys, we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Castbox, we're on a ton of different things. I'll tell you what, one way you can support us, leave us a review. Leave us a review on Apple, leave us a review on Spotify. Yeah. Those are options. You leave that, it helps us. And it's totally free and easy to do. So if you like what you hear, you know, just just do that. You can do that, and that'll make it easy. Um, but if you're like, you know what, I like to throw money at people. Well, <laughs> we have a way to do that, too. Uh, we do have a subscription, not a subscription button, but a donation button uh, on anchor.fm forward slash where dash does dash food slash I believe it's support if it's not it'll be in the description <laughs> but you can find us uh, it's pretty much just a donation button we don't do like you know specific things for anything um, maybe in the future we will and we did in the past but we've kind of readjusted things so if you want to support us just support us you can head over there and you can do so I believe that is all that's it, Tim. Yeah. Outs. That's it. That's the end of season two. Get ready for season three. We got some fun stuff coming. Um, I'm super pumped for season three. We've got a new intro song coming. It's going to be awesome. So tune in for that. It's going to be fun. That's all I got. L, hit us with the last goodbye. Tim, I can't believe it. Thank you guys for listening this season. We're pumped for next season. I think you guys will be too. We appreciate you guys. And that's it. We're out. That's it. Where's food?